Welcome to Stories Equals Awesomeness. I'm your host, Lakshmi. Sorry for the delay. I was on vacation in the Adirondack Mountains in New York State. Don't worry, we were very separated from other people. I think my second favorite thing about the Adirondacks is that it is not scorching hot in the summer like it is here in D.C. My favorite thing is all the nature. Maybe a few too many spiders. <sighs> Today, I will be reading Chapter 6 of Sideways Stories from Wayside School by Lewis Sacker. I will end with a poem from Brown Girl Dreaming by Jacqueline Woodson. Chapter 6, Bibi. Bibi was a girl with short brown hair, a little Bibi nose, totally tiny toes, and big brown eyes. Her full name was Bibi Gunn. She was the fastest draw in Miss Jules's class. She could draw a cat in less than 45 seconds, a dog in less than 30, and a flower in less than 8 seconds. But, of course, Bibi never drew just one dog or one cat or one flower. Art was from 12.30 to 1.30. Why, in that time, she could draw 50 cats, 100 flowers, 20 dogs, and several eggs or watermelons. It took her the same time, it, it took her the same amount of time to draw a watermelon as an egg. Calvin sat next to Bibi. He didn't think he was very good at art. Why, it took him the whole period just to draw one airplane. So instead, he just helped Bibi. He was Bibi's assistant. As soon as Bibi would finish one masterpiece, Calvin would take it from her and set down a clean sheet of paper. Whenever her crayon ran low, Calvin was ready with a new crayon. That way, Bibi didn't have to waste any time. And in return, Bibi would draw five or six airplanes for Calvin. It was 12.30, time for art. Bibi was ready. On her desk was a sheet of yellow construction paper. In her hand was a green crayon. Calvin was ready. He held a stack of paper and a box of crayons. Ready, Bibi, said Calvin. Ready, Calvin, said Bibi. Okay, said Miss Jules. Time for art. She had hardly finished her sentence when Bibi had already drawn a picture of a leaf. Calvin took it from her and put another piece of paper down. Red, called Bibi. Calvin han handed Bibi a red crayon. Blue, called Bibi. He gave her a blue crayon. They were quite a pair. Their teamwork was remarkable. Bibi drew pictures as fast as Calvin could pick up the old paper and set down a new. A fish, an apple, three cherries, bing, bing, bing. At 1.30, Miss Jules announced, Okay, class, art is over. Bibi dropped her crown and fell over on her desk. Calvin sighed and leaned back in his chair. He could hardly move. They had broken their old record. Bibi had drawn 378 pictures. They lay in a pile on Calvin's desk. Miss Jules walked by. Calvin, did you draw all these pictures? Calvin laughed. No, I can't draw. Bibi drew them all. Well, then what did you draw? said Miss Jules. I didn't draw anything said Calvin. Why not? Don't you like art? asked Miss Jules. I love art, said Calvin. That's why I didn't draw anything. Miss Jules did not understand. It would have taken me the whole period just to draw one picture. 
said Calvin, and Bibi would only have been able to draw a hundred pictures. But with the two of us working together, she was able to draw 378 pictures. That's a lot more art. Bibi and Calvin shook hands. No, said Miss Jules, that isn't how you measure art. It's how ma it's not it isn't how many pictures you have, but how good the pictures are. Why, a person could spend his or her whole life just drawing one picture of a cat. In that time, I'm sure Bibi could draw a million cats. Two million, said Bibi. Miss Jules continued, but if that one picture is better than each of Bibi's two million then that person has, pro has produced more art than Bibi. Bibi looked as if she was going to cry. She picked up all the pictures from Calvin's desk and, and threw them in the garbage. Then she ran from the room. I thought her pictures were good, said Calvin. He reached into the garbage pail and took out a crumpled up picture of an airplane. Bibi walked outside into the, into the playground. Louis, the yard teacher, spotted her. Where are you going? he asked. I'm going home to draw a picture of a cat, said Bibi. Will you bring it to school and show it to me tomorrow? Louis asked. Tomorrow? laughed Bibi. By tomorrow I doubt I'd, I'll, if I'll even be finished with one whisker. Now I will read a poem from Brown Girl Dreaming called Greenville, South Carolina, 1963. This poem begins on page 30. Greenville, South Carolina, 1963. On the bus, my mother moves with us to the back. It is 1963 in South Carolina. Too dangerous to sit closer to the front and dare the driver to make her move. Not with us, not now. Me in her arms and all three, and me in her arms all of, a, all of three months old. My sister and brother squeezed into the seat beside her. White shirt, tie, and my brother's head shaved clean. My sister's braids white ribboned. Sit up straight, my mother says. She tells my brother to take his fingers out of his mouth. They do what is asked of them, although they don't know why they have to. This isn't Ohio, my mother says, as though we understand. Her mouth is a small lipstick to dash, her back as sharp as a line. Do not cross, coloreds to the back. Step off the curb if a white person comes towards you. Don't look them in the eye. Yes, sir, no, sir, my apologies, sir. Her eyes straight ahead, my mother is miles away from here. Then her mouth softens, her hand moves gently over my brother's warm head. He is three years old, his eyes open to the world, his two big ears already listening. We're as good as anybody, my mother whispers, as good as anybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.